Come on up on this last verse. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast down our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. seated. Shakes the whole earth with holy fun. 
shake hands, wave to somebody, greet them as they come down. Amen. So I just thought we'd go contemporary tonight. Thought about wearing my sweater. But no, my back's been bothering me a little bit. And uh, when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. <laughs> but my back's been bothering me a little bit, and it's hard to stand up uh, for any length of time. So tonight, uh, since I'm planning on taking any length of time... <laughs> I thought I'd better sit down. It was Elmer's idea, so if you, uh, if you want to be mad at anybody because it might extend my ability to preach, uh, you can be mad at Delmer. It was his idea. All the bad ideas are his, so. <laughs> if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number one. I really just want to take just a few minutes tonight and talk a little bit. I had done a study and I'll tell you now, I'm uh, planning on doing a study uh, throughout uh, the coming year. Uh, we were going to leave uh, Isaiah from chapter 56 where we were. And we were going to leave that and we were going to move into a study of the Marys found in the New Testament. And so Mary, the mother of Jesus, was the first one. And I had already done a lot of research on her and, uh, and found out... Uh, biblically where, 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 where it was. And so then this Christmas between Michael and I, uh, dividing the preaching and everything that goes on, I wound up preaching one Christmas sermon. And so I still had an awful lot of stuff that we'll never get to uh, before Christmas about Mary. Uh, but I thought I could at least share a few little things uh, about her tonight, just a few little tidbits about Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. And she was that. She was the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do not give her less credit than she deserves. She was the mother of the Lord Jesus. I'm on back there, aren't I? Okay, good. So you, you can turn me down if you want to. <laughs> I'm teasing. Sean, Sean's taking good care of me tonight, but, which is a, an unusual thing. But I want to read several passages of Scripture. But before I do, I just have to say a couple of things about the program this morning. Wasn't the program just awesome this morning? Give them another great big round of applause. They, they just did a tremendous job. And uh, there were two or three songs in there that I think uh, we ought to just keep, you know. Of course, the, uh, the song about the cross, we certainly should be keeping that song but then uh and I, I think i think it was uh i think it was adam and katie that sang fall on your knees uh with the choir this morning is that right yeah and man that is a powerful song and i never really realized how much that meant fall on your knees that phrase and that thought from the song oh holy night which is a unbelievably famous Christmas song that we sing but that song fall on your knees meant something extra to me this year because I got to thinking about it even before they sang it today and then when they said they were going to sing a, a version of Oh Holy Night but the title of it was fall on your knees I was really excited to hear it so about three weeks ago is when I had this this problem with my back first showed up and so I was there at the house by myself 
and my wife had gone up to help with Joe and Elizabeth that day and I, I went into the kitchen and I reached out to pull out a drawer it's actually the drawer that has the trash cans in it and as I pulled out that drawer I don't know what happened but I went straight to my knees and I wound up having to crawl back to the to the uh, to the den and to get in my recliner uh, and I didn't do much until Helen got home and she didn't get home till kind of late so uh, it, I, I was just in a lot of pain that day but I got to thinking about something that that song is powerful because it doesn't say we're gonna bow before the Lord we are we're, we're gonna bow before the Lord but if you bow before the Lord that that's an action that you plan amen we're not gonna fall prostrate prostrate before the Lord lay flat out you've seen people uh, in meetings where the Holy Spirit really moves I've seen it happen many times I've seen my dad studying his Bible I can tell you this I've seen my dad sitting on the floor studying the Bible and finally he lays his Bible down and lays flat on his he would lay flat on his tummy and tears would stain the pages while he would read the Bible and study it I can remember that that's prostrate before the Lord he didn't say that the song says, fall on your knees. That's something that you don't really plan. That's something that you didn't expect. And though I thought about those, I thought about those shepherds when the angels appeared, they probably just fell on their knees before the angels of the Lord. Have, have you ever had a moment with the Lord? where it was just totally unexpected. I mean, it just, literally, it just came out of nowhere. Aren't those the most wonderful moments? I remember I was driving down the road in that old red pickup truck I used to have. I don't know if you miss that red pickup truck, but I do. Uh, I miss that Dodge Ram, uh, not Ram, uh, Dakota pickup truck that I put like 185,000 miles on. You could hear the engine knocking here at Nottingham when I started it up at Wawa right before we sold it. But if we could have kept it running, I would have drove it another 10 years. I guarantee you, I love that old truck. But I remember one day driving down the road on my way to South Carolina to preach at a meeting. And I had Craig Edwards in the CD player. He was preaching on worship in the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I got through listening to that sermon, I've worshipped different ever since. It changed my life. And he reached a point in that sermon where I literally, literally it took me by surprise. I couldn't physically fall on my knees, but I did have to pull that truck over on the side of the road and weep because it, the glory of the Lord just took me by surprise and isn't that really what Christmas is all about the glory of the Lord that just takes us by surprise I, I, I think that's why we like to surprise people with gifts sometimes is because it sort of represents how the Lord just surprises us with his goodness amen and I got to mention one other thing I'm not going to preach long so don't worry I'm going to do more reading than I am preaching but I want to mention something else didn't you love the, the, the thought we sing Noel. So I wanted to write a little something in the bulletin on Sunday today, and it was in there, about the, you know, the cantata. I like to, you know, match it up. And so it's in there if you've read it. But if you haven't read it, I looked it up, and I found out that the English word Noel comes from the French word Noel, which means carol or song or really Christmas song is what it what it really means especially in the English but that's where it comes from from the French word Noel that means song or, or, or Christmas carol but what really sparked my attention was in it comes from a Latin word the French word comes from a Latin word and that word Latin word means birth or birthday 
And that's why the French word meant Christmas carol because it was all about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And wasn't that just so wonderful listening to them sing this morning? This is what we do. We sing Noel. That is exactly what we do at Christmas time. Now, some of the Christmas carols we sing don't have a whole lot to do with Jesus. Hey, I love I'll Be Home for Christmas. Don't you? I love that song. I tell you, one of my very favorite songs is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I know all the history of that song. I know who wrote it. I know who first sang it. I know how they had to change the words because she wouldn't sing it that way in the film, blah, 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 blah. I also like, don't be mad at me, but I can't help it. I like, baby, please come home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like that song. I like to hear it. But what I really like to hear is Silent Night, Oh Holy Night, Angels from the Realms of Glory, While Shepherds Watched Their Flocks by Night joy to the world we sing noel we sing these songs and and when we sing these songs these christmas carols it's part of the celebration of christmas i i did a little thing on christmas all around the world and i i tell you it doesn't matter where you go it does not matter where you go they celebrate christmas there now a lot of them do it in secret but they still celebrate christmas and isn't that what he said on that first Noel? The first Christmas carol ever sung was glory to God in the highest, peace on, uh, peace on earth, goodwill toward man. Very first Christmas carol ever sung. It was the first Noel. That's exactly what that was. But isn't that what he said? Good tidings to all people. I'm telling you, all people all around the world celebrate Christmas. There's a lot that don't, there's a lot that do. As a matter of fact, more people celebrate Christmas than any other holiday in the world. Most other holidays are regional. It's, you, you celebrate the, we celebrate Thanksgiving because we're Americans. When we got to Wales, we found out that they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Wales. They don't, they, you know. And for the 4th of July, they had turkeys in the store. And then they had hot dogs in the store for Thanksgiving. So they kind of got it all mixed up. And so they did it for us. They said, oh, we have turkeys for the 4th of July for all you Americans. And we're like, we don't eat turkey on the 4th of July. But they celebrate Christmas in Wales, and they celebrate Christmas in Ireland, and they celebrate Christmas in, they, they, they celebrate Christmas in France, and they sing Noel, and they celebrate Christmas in Venezuela, and Brazil, and in India, and in, and in Ghana, and in Pakistan, yes they do, and in Iran, which is one of the fastest growing Christian communities in the world, is in Iran where the persecution is horrendous, they will chop off your head if they find, if you're living as a Christian openly, and yet it's the, one of the fastest growing Christmas Christian communities in the world. The whole world celebrates Jesus. We ought to, too. Amen. I want to read some. You can stand with me, and I'm going to actually stand up for this, too. Uh, I like to stand in honor of the reading of the Word. Uh, and we're going to turn to Luke, chapter number 1. We're going to read verse 36, and then we're going to skip down to verse 42 and read to verse 56. So we're going to read verse 36, and then we're going to skip down to verse number 42 and read to verse 46. Verse number 36 says this. And behold, talking, this is the angel speaking to Mary. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Now let's skip down to verse 42. And she spake with a loud voice, this is Elizabeth, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, 
And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. And holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he hath sent away empty. He hath holpen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to look into the word for a few minutes tonight. We pray that you might bless us and strengthen us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So I just want to give you a little thought about Mary here, about her heritage. I said this in the sermon that I preached the other day uh, about Mary, but I didn't dwell on it. So Mary is a cousin to Elizabeth, and I explained that, and I do believe she was cousin to Elizabeth. So we know, we know for sure that uh, Mary was of the tribe of Judah, and she married into the tribe of Judah, and uh, Joseph was of the tribe of Judah. We have the names of their parents, and we know that. And, Mar uh, and, it, and Mary's father was from the tribe of Judah, and Joseph's mother and father were of the tribe of Judah. And therefore, Joseph and Mary were of the tribe of Judah, and they were from the lineage of David. And so, therefore, it was right for her to give birth to the Christ child. But she was also cousin to Elizabeth, and her mother would have been, as it were, a Levite. Elizabeth was a Levite. She was married to a, a Levite. He, Zacharias was a priest. And so if he's a priest, he, they're only from the tribe of Levi. So we have her. She is from, she is, uh, her father is from the tribe of Judah, but her mother is from the Levites, the tribe of Levi. And and her cousin, her husband, is a priest. Now, why am I bringing this up? It, it's really very simple. I want you to understand the heritage of Mary. And then I told you, Mary could not have been older than 15 years old when she, when she uh, heard the voice of the angel and uh, carried uh, Jesus Christ. I, I, I believe she was only about 15 years old when she gave birth. She was probably about 14 when we're reading this about the announcement from, and, and I know that seems awful young, but uh, study a little bit of, uh, of Jewish history during the time of Christ, and uh, you'll learn something about that. So, uh, but she would have been about 14 or 15 years old when Jesus was born. She would have been very young. But I want you to notice something. We have recorded in Scripture the words of Mary. Now, I, I want us to look at this carefully because I want you to get it. Okay, So let's go back to verse number 42. In verse number 42, Elizabeth spake with a loud voice and said, this is her cousin, blessed art thou among women. Now look at, number, at verse number 46. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. So the Bible says that these are the words of Mary. There's two ways that it's referred to. The Catholics call this the Magnificent. The, the Protestants and the Baptists call this Mary's song. I, I kind of like Mary's Magnificent to be honest, and I, I, I'm not Catholic in the least, but I do love the very thought of the Magnificent. And you know why I think it's the Magnificent? You know why I don't think that's a bad term, even if, that, even if the Catholics are the ones that coined it? By the way, the Catholic can't make up their mind. Did you know that? In the 1500s, they outlawed Christmas because they said 
that, that the astrologers all celebrated the 21st day of December as the winter solstice, and they did not want to be mixed up with that celebration that all the astrologers, you know, uh, and, and they called them witches and warlocks, the astrologers they did. They were the scientists who studied the stars. And so they, they outlawed it. But, but then in, in the late 1600s, early 1700s, they had to reinstate Christmas because nobody would quit celebrating it. They would tell all the Catholics that you can't have Christmas, but they had Christmas anyway. I kind of like that, you know. And, and then we got some fun, fundamentalists that believe you can't celebrate Christmas. Uh, they're the bah humbug bunch, you know, and they can bah humbug all they want. I'm going to have Christmas, amen? I'm going to celebrate Jesus. But anyway, 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 that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I just wanted to throw that in. But, but, but the reason I mentioned it was I was talking about magnificent. Let me tell you something. What we have here from Mary is magnificent. In the words of Mary... She makes 37 references to Old Testament scriptures. Could you do that? Could you do that? You say, really? Really? Yeah. Let me just give you some of them. Okay. So, 1 Samuel chapter number 2 and verse 1, Isaiah 61, 10, uh, Habakkuk 3, 18, Psalm 25, 2, uh, 1 Samuel 1, 11, Psalm 103, 17, Psalm 89, 10, Psalm 113, 7 and 8, Psalm 107, verse 9, 1 Samuel 2, 5, Isaiah 41, 8 and 9, Psalm number 98, verse 3, and I could go on and on and on and on and on because she has 37 references to the Old Testament in her message, in her song, that's pretty magnificent. What are you saying, preacher? Okay, God can use anybody. God, 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 God can take an old drunk off the street and a, 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 an old baseball player that didn't like to do anything uh, but drink tequila and play baseball and make him the great preacher Billy Sunday. God can take a shoe salesman from Chicago by the name of D.L. Moody and he can save him in the back room of a shoe store and he can lead two million people to Jesus Christ before his life is over. God can use anybody. But sometimes God's looking for somebody. He's looking for somebody who's special. Mary wasn't just, God didn't just take a hat with a bunch of Jewish girls' names in it and pull a name out of a hat and say, this is the mother of my son. No, sir. He found a young lady who at 14 years old could probably quote a thousand scriptures of the Old Testament. He found a young lady who was chaste and pure and innocent and a holy person. Now, I know she wasn't holy like God, and, and, I, and I'm not talking about that Catholic version. Oh, no, 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 no. But have you ever met somebody that it was just a joy to be in their presence because you could just sense the Lord on them? Amen? I'll tell you, we've had people come through like that. He's in heaven now, but Walter Burl. There was just glory on that man. I mean, even when he was telling his corny jokes, it was still the glory of the Lord on that man. He was a, he was a man who was holy in the sight of God's people. He wasn't just any man. He was an educated man. He knew his Bible from cover to cover. His doctorate did not come by accident. It wasn't just lightly bestowed upon him no no he was Dr. Walter Burrow for a reason because he knew his Bible from one end to the other he understood how scripture interprets scripture he understood what expository preaching meant and he could do it and not only was it not boring but it was thrilling he was a special man special man right from the start 
he was a special man. When God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus, she might have married a carpenter, but she was of royal bloodline. She was part, and I love this, she was part of the kingly line, but she was also part of the priestly line. And she had a son who became the great high priest and at the same time the king of kings. Mary wasn't just anyone. Hey, parents, don't, just, don't raise a child that's just anybody. Amen? Don't raise them up just, just to be anybody. Raise them up like they raised Mary to know the Lord to walk with the Lord, to love the Lord, to be willing to say at 14 years old, let me tell you something, had she had this child, had she become with child after her wedding with Joseph, her wedding would have been totally different. She was married. I have studied the scriptures carefully and it is very evident that she was married in secret. She was married not necessarily in secret, but quietly. There was no big celebration for her wedding. She missed that. She missed it. If she had been married to Joseph before she became with child, then when she had this child, all of her family and friends would have been around her. They would have all celebrated. They would have taken three days to celebrate the birth of their firstborn son. She didn't get any of that. Instead, she got a stable in Bethlehem with a manger and strips of swaddling clothes. But when she wrapped her little baby up and kissed him on the forehead, she was holding the God of the universe. I'm telling you, not only was Jesus special, but Mary was special raise special children not not arrogant children not spoiled children but wise children knowledgeable children children that are born into the family of God early and learn to love Jesus Christ before they even begin their life I see it around here all the time and then I see some that don't I, I, I don't know why but some kids, just it's just like they, they're just determined not to follow the Lord. I, I know what it feels like. I know, what it, I know how bad it hurts, folks, to have a child that's just, that seems to want to walk away from the things of God. Let's just pray over our children and love our children and let's raise our children as much as we can to be that special child. That child that God can use from the very beginning. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to bring the message. We pray you bless the rest of our service. It's great fellowship when we come around this Christmas. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all men. That he would give his only son To make a wretch's treasure How great the pain of searing loss The father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Behold the man upon the cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking 
Sure. 